Alright, this is Skulls of Wrath, a heavy metal podcast. Would you believe? Go check us out at skullsofwrath.com where I guess most things related to the show will be up there. Oh, I say that because I'm, I really haven't checked it out. I haven't gotten around to updating it yet. Been super busy all about the place. I don't know about social medias. I'm not sure if they're all linked up there properly. I know our previous episodes up there. I think more or less I managed to, I did manage to squeeze that in. It's easier to add things to that thing, to that site, than actually change the things around. It involves clicking a slightly different button. Anyway, welcome to Scars of Wrath Weekly number two. This is where we go through some music, we go through some music, and we go through some tours. We're only having to sell you, so there's no codes here to get 10% off this thing if you sign up to that website or anything like that. So we can jump straight into the to the podcast, whatever the hell this is. And we are running a bit late this week, quite late actually, because it's cold down here at the moment. It's getting below zero on a fairly regular basis. It's snowing about the place. Not down to ground level necessarily, but still snowing somewhere. It's cold outside. Get home from work. It's warm inside. I see the couch. It's nice and warm. I sit down on the couch. Next thing I know, three hours have passed, four hours have passed. And I'm bloody cold. It's one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, bugger. And that's, uh, that was my Wednesday and Thursday when I was meant to be recording this. So what I'm going to do is uh, forget all that. I'm just going to put this out. And I'm going to do this now. And then we're going to pretend that never happened. And we're going to go into some news. I'm going to start off with a, a fluff piece on our news. Our first segment. I'm going to kick it off with a... Last week, fluff piece. This is grade A tabloid level fluff. In fact, it featured on uh, one, one story, one video, one story, one video I saw of it was on uh, the American ABC News. They ran the piece. It involves Lamb of God. It involves something required by law. And it involves something that was actually pretty awesome to watch. It's pretty badass, you might say, if you if you can if you say it weird like I do. Now what it was, was Lamb of God performing a show in Texas, in Austin, Texas, where I'm not sure if it's a statewide or a citywide or a countrywide thing. Apparently, if you run a concert, you need to have a sign language interpreter, which was uh, straight away a curious thing for me, not being familiar with the uh, impact of impairment in that way, shape or form, with, especially when it comes to concerts and that sort of thing. So I was sort of, I was like, oh, that's an interesting turn of events, as far as I was aware. Um as ignorant as I am and of course the video that went viral was you know, sign language interpreter a young lady going pretty hard out on some Lamb of God uh, doing the sign language interpreting now I bring it up because or not because purely because it's fluff not purely because it's something to talk about I say purely because those are reasons valid reasons to, to bring it up but I was thinking it looked pretty badass it looked pretty awesome to be perfectly frank. And I thought, you've got your old school style vocalists. I guess, you know, your vocalists from the old school. Not your old, like your classic heavy metal. But I mean, a bad example, but like, um, that, trying to say like, oh. But you got your Ronnie James Dio's and a few other people there who, who've um, taken that sort of, that old school approach to vocals where they sort of, they'll motion. You watch a Ronnie James Dio video and he's motioning with his hands to, uh, to play along with the lyrics and all that sort of thing. These days, I guess they don't do that. They sort of do awkward things and there's quick cuts with their music videos and it's this and the other thing and you can't quite tell what's going on. I see, thinking, I had a thought. Why not get rid of your awkwardness in music videos by teaching your vocalist some sign language? And, you know, have this woman as a as a, as a sort of a template for 
some sort of things. Go nuts to the, your own music, like the sign language interpreter. Make a far better music video than standing there trying to look angry at the camera. When it's, you know, you, you shoot days, what, 12 hours long, and then it's this for like a four-minute song. Just a thought. Just a thought. Sign language and metal. Works quite well, especially when you put some energy into it. So that's our first piece. Pretty fluffy. Second piece, slightly less fluffy, I think. I don't know, you tell me. There's an Auckland band out there called Silent Torture. They've announced their new EP. This is in the news section because they don't know, there's no new music as far as I'm aware, so shush. They've announced a new EP called Phallic Self-Mastication. And if you're like me, your third form science, the only thing that you remember from third form science, really, is that mastication doesn't necessarily mean a rude word. Anyway, this Phallic Self-Mastication EP will be released on the 3rd of August through Dead Boy Records. They recently signed to Dead Boy Records, by the way. It's a hard-working young band. Uh, um, see them all the time on social media. Being down here in Wanaka in the South Island, you don't really sort of hear anything about them you know, gigging anywhere near here, really. I mean, I know they, I think they've been to Christchurch and Dunedin, possibly, but it's still a fair way away. <laughs> uh, no, but no. I mean, that's not to take this. I'm just saying that these guys, I know that I'm fully aware that these guys are very hardworking, uh, a driven young band, so uh, that's why I bring them up on top of everything else. But they're going to release show at Ding Dong whatever it's called, Lounge, whatever the fuck, in Auckland on the third release date, as well as they're supporting Black Daily Murder on the uh, Auckland show of that tour, but uh, that's more in the, in the tour segment, so tour segment there, so just uh, hold tight for that one. But new EP, interesting name, Newsworthy. Always newsworthy uh, when you got new music announced from a local band, I think. I'm going to round up uh, our newsy news stuff with... Um, got one more... Uh, but after this, it's a bit of a tragic piece. As soon as I say that, you're probably aware of what I'm going to talk about. But the O2 venue or arena, whatever the hell it's called in the, in the UK, has released this quote-unquote study um, about going to live gigs and how good it is for you. The headline is, Science says gig going can help you live longer and increase well-being. Apparently, fortnightly gig attendance could extend your life by nine years. Well-being increases by 21% from just 20 minutes of gig time compared to 10% for yoga and only seven percent for dog walking. How do you increase well-being by walking your dog? Is this twenty minutes? Is that like twenty minutes altogether? Twenty minutes. How long do you have to walk a dog to get seven percent of well-being increase? O2 oxygen. No. O2 commissioned scientific study reveals the power of live music on the human mind and body. No, I'm not going to argue the benefit of music in general. Live music, moreover. But there's something a bit fishy that going on here. Scientific study commissioned by a venue can make you live longer mm. I haven't seen this quote unquote scholarly research on this as I say additional scholarly research directly links high levels of well-being with a lifespan increase of nine years which apparently points to a direct link between get going and longevity well that's pretty easy what else increases well-being? Going for a walk can increase your lifespan by nine years. Apparently doing yoga can increase your life. Anything that makes you feel good can increase your lifespan by nine years. Feel good in terms of well-being, that is. Findings come off the back of a bespoke psychometric and heart rate tests at a range of well-being activities, including gig-going, yoga, and dog-walking. <laughs> <laughs> I see that they specifically tested that. 
The gig experience increases participants' feelings of well-being by 21%. Key markers across happiness spectrum showing increases, including the feelings of self-worth, positive 25%, I'm assuming that's increase, closeness to others, ugh, why would it be, cl- no, I thought closeness to others would be a negative. Waltz, mental stimulation climbed by an impressive 75%. Mental stimulation, what are you doing, just staring at the wall before you head out? Accompanying research shows a positive correlation between regular gig attendance and well-being. Yeah, no shit. If you're going out on a regular basis, on a fortnightly basis, for like, ever, it's going to be like, yeah, I get to go out. That's awesome. What are you going to do? The opposite of staying home? Yeah, I'm going to stay home. Actually, staying home sounds pretty good. I think we're making some some leaps in judgment. Logical leaps that don't quite um, correlate. Uh, apparently the CMO at O2 said, we all know how good, just, we, we all know just how good it is seeing your favourite band or artist live, but now we have the proof. Life doesn't come up with, life doesn't come with ketchup, and though priority, oh my god, I'm gonna, okay, they're just selling themselves now, god damn. Alright, so no doubt you're gonna see, or have seen that, that study in the, the quote unquote study, in the news, I just, you know, just, be wary of it, as ever. If you ever listen to me, I don't know if I've actually posted this out. Actually, whenever there's a study and it's posted around social media, it tends to change the specifics of it. There's a lot out there. You can sort of bring up all sorts of examples of the headlines, not exactly seemingly matching what was actually being looked at. There's a slight discrepancy there, anyway. Is what I'm saying. Just be careful. But you know, the venue saying seeing your favourite band live in concert and getting that adrenaline rush of your favourite band and maybe doing it on a regular basis is a good thing and it makes you feel good <gasps> shock horror but the nine years thing I don't know about that maybe talk to that guy in Sweden or Scandinavia somewhere who's addicted to going to live shows he's been to 300 and some odd in the past year or something wasn't that floating around for a while remember that news piece anyway uh, fluff news aside, uh, you feel like self-medication, you hear uh, neither here nor there about the fluff, but some sad news. Uh, we mentioned last week that uh, writer, director, producer, uh, creative type, with the likes of Metalocalypse, he'd worked with Exodus onto music videos, he'd worked with Slayer, uh, I think he'd done the Slayer comic, and maybe one or two other things, I'm not too sure. Uh, Metal Ocalypse, Death Clock, uh, Music Videos, Aquatine, Hunger Force, a whole slew of things. Pretty sure if you looked into the background of this guy, there's going to be something there which you've um, encountered in your media consumption over the past few years. But when John Schnepp, we, we reported, I guess, what we, say, we, we mentioned last week that he'd been taken to hospital in a critical condition. He has since passed away, uh, rather tragically. I do encourage you to go... At the very least, go Google him, go check him out on YouTube. There's other people who have worked with him, uh, who know his work better than I, uh, who have given sort of other tributes. And I've seen sort of one or two of them uh, already online. So there's, there's, well, there's at least one or two out there. But uh, now he, now he passed away. It was uh, he, I think he suffered a stroke and simply just didn't recover. Now his partner or his family or whoever it was has started up a GoFundMe campaign to cover the medical costs. Uh, you know America, that's sort of what it's like. If you're not too familiar with the sort of issue with the medical 
Bill's situation over there. The programs like Breaking Bad, I think, cover it pretty well. Jesus. No, but he passed away. Started Go GoFundMe campaign. Last I saw a couple of days ago, it's doing quite well. So it's sort of one of those tragically inspiring things where someone who's not necessarily a well-known figure in the sort of public eye or in pop culture has had his work sort of impact so many people that they sort of come together and, and kind of support him in, in his family's time of need. So if you're familiar with GoFundMe, that sort of model, and, and can spare a bit of uh, cash to sort of help out, then uh, by all means, go, check, go help him out there. Uh, go help out the family of John Schnepp there, recently passed away. Uh, that sad news aside, we're going to go into music now, our music section. Uh, we break this down into an A-side and a B-side. An A-side, we bring you some new songs that may or may not have had uh, albums released already, but mostly there's videos for them some way, shape or form, a lyric video or a music video. So we can share this out on our skullsofwrath.com page in the form of uh, maybe a YouTube playlist check, but it's not thorough. I haven't checked it if everything's actually up on YouTube properly. And the B-side is our metal homework. And it's got a part one and a part two because we're going to look at last week's metal homework and then I'm going to quickly announce next week's homework, which may be going to be a shorter week because this is so late. But, and I still need to do that playlist as of yet. It's up on Spotify. Recently changed over to Spotify. Have I had my rant about music streaming? Maybe I, I know I've done it once or twice. I don't know if I've put it out there. Song number one. Song the first. Now it requires a different printout. Bullet Bout. From Wellington, here in New Zealand. Has had a music video for the new song Faster Than Death. Premiere on Metal Hammer. Uh, the magazine there. I'm not, I know they had a bit of strife for a little while back. I'm not sure if they're still a magazine or are they just an online thing. I'm not too sure actually. I haven't actually bothered to look into it. Um, no, but Bullet Bout. It's not the first time they've featured on Metal Hammer. But Faster Than Death has... It premiered on at least their Facebook pages where I saw it, and and it features. It's a basic. You can go if you go check out uh, bulletboutnz dot com or their Bandcamp page, bulletboutnz bandcamp dot com. They have a few uh, pre-order packages with the vinyl and a, a decent looking shirt actually, and the song. Two of them together, two original songs. The Voyage. No, The Voyager, which sees the band continue their dynamic original heavy metal path. There you go. This all features the brand new vocalist, or actually, uh, new lead guitarist, Josh O'Brien. Josh O'Brien? I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, as well as the new singer, Scott Spatcher Harrison, who's uh, he's been a long time uh, figure in the sort of New Zealand heavy metal scene at large, really. Uh, he's been around for a wee bit. Um, so if you're familiar with, with Scott's work, I guess, uh, you might be well equipped to sort of see where Bullet Bout's going in the future. But the new song, Faster Than Death, is out now. Go check it out. Uh, and pre-orders, does it say, is my little printout, when does it say it's releasing? Um, might say on their Bandcamp page or their, their website where they're, when they're going, actually going to release that stuff. The Bull About, New Zealand Band, Faster Than Death. It's a pretty middle name. Faster Than Death. Song number two, uh, Brazilian death metal is Crisian. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, there is a new lyric video, new lyric video for Demonic 3. It's coming after the new album Scourge of the Enthroned, due out on the 7th of September. 
should go check out now. So lyric videos, like I said, that's a video that'll be up on our playlist, hopefully, if that's around. Had a quick run through that. Uh, now, Jungle Rot. Now, the third song here. They have a new video. New song, new video for Send Forth Oblivion. Now, apparently, the, the self-titled album is out now, which I didn't quite realise when I sort of saw that. But the video is kind of interesting in that it's kind of slightly steps off the typical path for a band where they said to the director that they didn't actually want any shots of them playing their instruments. So instead, they've got something slightly different. I don't know if you call it narrative, but there's guns involved, there's blood and guts, and there's totally awesome helicopter effects and uh, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, some sort of post-apocalyptic thing where the, the three of them are trying to get away from some sort of unknown enemy and they sort of do this, that, and the other thing and one of them's injured and there's blood and all that sort of stuff. So, um, I don't know. Uh, if you're more familiar with sort of, I guess, B-grade action-y horror movies or whatever, maybe it's, this might be your thing. Or an interesting, what do you call it, narrative music video, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, that's our third song, Jungle Rot. Now, fourth song... I want to bring to your attention is Cast the Stone. Now, I read up on these guys and I've just drawn a blank on them so far, but they've got a new song and video. Uh, well, the video really is sort of a bass playthrough for the track The Burning Horizon. Coming off the new album Impreme Atrophy. I hope I'm saying it right. It starts with an E. Impreme Atrophy. Now, that is due out on the 31st of August. The video itself showcases the, the band's new bass player who comes from, originally left, comes from uh, Cattle Decapitation, as well as one or two other bands, I think. I'm trying to remember. Uh, but this one, I'll bring it up in particular because it was filmed on a beach. There's a couple of shots where you're just sort of roaming around a beach, really, There's of the water and all that sort of stuff. And i got to insert it here. We're, we're recording this essentially in Wanaka, just out of Wanaka, not in Wanaka town itself, but pretty damn close. And i got to say, I think Lake Wanaka would do a good job for a video like this. If you want to have your random band instrument person in your band do a playthrough, come down here. I'm sure there's someone who will accommodate filming you. I've got a camera phone, sure. <laughs> and just wander around. We can find a spot somewhere where there's not too many people hanging about. And film you playing it to a, through tinny speakers on something else. <laughs> What the snowcat peaks in the background. It's kind of mostly, except for today, mostly sunny most of the time, sometimes. Anyway, so that was our A-side. So we had four new songs there, new videos, really, for you to check out. B-side now with our mental homework there. Uh, now, if you follow along, if you had a listen, the first band on our playlist, first album, was uh, Between the Buried and Me with their album Automata 2. Now, if I'm being honest, I, I guess i got to say, it's been a good couple of years since I've had a good solid listen to some between the beard and me uh did get into the first few albums pretty decently but i mean i mean with automata 2 apart from feeling like it was kind of over a little bit too quickly it was a fairly pretty enjoyable listen for me while not an out and out blaster i guess uh i think it's pretty strong on the prog elements or whatever i don't know the sort of funny little quirks about it but for my taste in, in music and metal they're kind of maybe unusual. They're sort of that wanting to be unusual, but not really in the light of day. Now, there's 
I'll just say a, a few references. I think there's a strong call to Devin Townsend's masterful stomper track, Bad Devil, in the opening couple of bars of, uh, or a couple of riffs of track three, The Voice of Trespass. And the rest of it, the sort of quirky inclusions, I guess it must be that kind of, I don't know what to call it, jazz or the swing or whatever, is fairly well right at my alley because uh, of highly, uh, my, my, because of my appreciation, quite a high appreciation of bands such as the Diabolic Swing Orchestra, if you know what I'm meaning. Their, de- their 2006 debut, The Butcher's Ballroom, some Balrog, bo- uh, Balrog Boogie, just hits the spot, I'll tell you what. But yeah, no, that's, I mean, I, I looked into it a little bit, I saw a few people saying it's sort of a, an interesting listen or something sort of hard, and I found it, look, I enjoyed it thoroughly, it's a pretty good listen for me. And now because this is all sort of merged all together, the next album we had there was Obscura with their one Deluvium. I felt like it sort of, I guess because it's got that sort of proggy, progressive, I don't know if you say proggy properly, but it's sort of death metal but in a sort of progressive element, it has progressive elements to it. So it sort of paired kind of nicely in a way with the Between the Barrier to Me tra- uh, albums, tracks. Uh, not 100% perfectly, I guess it depends on how I was sort of feeling, how much I got into the Automata 2 songs. But it's sort of a good sort of string back to some more technical, progressive sort of side of death metal or whatever the hell it is. Which leads into Oblet. With the album Passage, or Passage, which uh, led straight away, you know, through. Uh, and i got to say, I guess this is my own, I didn't really look into it properly until sitting down to have a think about this. For most of the week I was listening to this, I assumed that these guys were French. I think mainly because of the name. Um, but they're from the States. And I guess they, I guess you'd probably call it, what, melodic black metal? And I think it was that sort of melodic nature with the, those three albums sit quite reasonably well together, I guess. I mean, no doubt, sort of, with respect to the three so far, this is sort of the more straightforward of the lot. Certainly, in uh, Between the Bread and Me, but certainly... It's not to say it's not an enjoyable listen. It's his own sort of standalone album. Then hell yeah, just have a listen to that uh, for sure. Now, last one on the track listing there was uh, Blackfast. The name of the band, Blackfast, with the album Spectre of Ruin. Talk about pulling the handbrakes on the on, on your ears. I guess you've got the sort of progressive side sort of so far in the build up, and these guys are touted as blackened thrash. So it's sort of that more upfront approach. And their sort of aggression, the sort of there's a, a bit of a, ch- a change in pace. If I'm being poetic, I guess it sort of did more to jolt me awake in my mid-morning sort of listening routine than the sort of coffee they ever hoped tried to knock over my work desk ever did. Good listen in itself, especially if you do that sort of music. Maybe not the best of ideas when paired with the previous albums, but as a standalone again, pretty decent listen. If you like your thrashy, blackened thrash, I guess. Yeah. It's not sort of, you know, like, 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 it wasn't like a dead sort of straightforward kind of same thing over and over again, sort of black, uh, thrashy sort of whatever, I guess, sort of sound that you can, oh, I guess, well, you know, more or less sometimes come across maybe. I don't know. It's a good listen nonetheless. So all those albums I do recommend. My favourite of the lot, I guess I've got to say, is Between the Bread and Me. Did get into that quite heavily, so uh, that's probably evident from the way I was talking about it. But... For the second part of this, next week homework uh, lined up. What we will have is the Agony scene with the album Tormentor from Alterloop Records. Existum, the, uh, the independent release, Mantle, 
is the name of the album. Skeleton Witch, kind of looking forward to, to be honest. Uh, Devouring Radiant Light through Prosthetic Records. And then we're going to switch things up with some, uh, I don't know, power metal-y kind of stuff. With uh, Power Wolf, with the album The Sacrament of Sin through Napalm Records. And I've got a few of these guys, the, the Power Wolf. The only thing I'm totally familiar with is their song Sanctified with Dynamite. I thought it was a crack-up, so... It should be interesting listening to those records. So we're going to put them together in a Spotify playlist. You can go check it out at skullsofwrath.com. We'll share it on our Facebook page for you to listen to as well. If you've got any recommendations or anything like that for other uh, additions to our music section of the podcast, then uh, let us know uh, in some way, shape, or form. Like I said, social media somewhere. Uh, if you don't know how to comment on things, then maybe give up the social media side of things. Um, <laughs> now on to tours. Now we've got international tours. I'll raft them to go through. And I may have got my timings wrong, because uh, I can't tell which is first, October or November or September or whatever the hell it seems. But just a quick run through, aborted local supports have been announced, so remind me to sort of go through that. 4th of August at the Embankment in Dunedin, we have Death Call, Christless, Arcadian and Grief. So watch out for the 4th of August if you're in Dunedin, there's a good old metal show there for you. 3rd of August at Club Tavern in Christchurch, Depraved. Be alongside Carnal, Organectomy, and Voice of the Black Pharaoh. So, geez, if you're in Christchurch, then go check that out. That looks like an awesome show. Also, Scorn of Creation, New Zealand band, have announced a tour up and down the place, North Island and South Island, featuring, I've got a thing from somewhere, but we'll run through it here. Uh, the bands will be supporting on their tour at the various dates. They'll announce in a second. Uh, Depth, Silent Torture, Decimated King, Grey Skies Over Rapture, Mercy, Seas of Conflict, uh, and the, I guess the tour technically includes their supporting slot for Black Dahlia Murder. But that will be Wellington, Saturday 29th of September. One of these is probably going to be the Black Dahlia Murder one. I'm not sure which one it is just yet. Wellington, the Sunday the 21st of October. Auckland, Thursday the 1st of November. Christchurch, the 2nd of November. That's a Friday. And Dunedin, the 3rd of November, which is a Saturday. So fantastic. Christchurch and Dunedin, go check it out. We're a South Island podcast, or based podcast. Christchurch and Dunedin, if we're for our international listeners, are in the South Island. So I can technically get in my car and drive there if I've got the petrol and got the time, because it takes hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. International tours, though. We're currently at the end of July, so Mortis is creeping up pretty shortly. 31st of July, they're at the Dark Room in Christchurch with Auton. Thirty on the first, sorry, on the first of August, they're in Valhalla with Soul Mortis tickets under the radar. Oh, that's for everywhere. In Wellington, they're in Wellington on the first, and on the second, they're in Whammy Bar. Fantastic. Archspire hitting Whammy on the twenty-first of August and the twenty-second of August. They're wait, hold on, have I got that right? Twenty-first, they're at Whammy in Auckland, and. 22nd, they're in Valhalla and Wellington. There we go. Organic to be Mercy playing Wellington only and Order of Diptera. Reading that from the show, so if I got that, I'm pretty sure that's the Organic to be logo there. The impossible to read black metal logos kind of things. Um, aborted, here we go. Here's the big news. Aborted, Auckland, September 17th, Carnal Decimated King at Whammy. Uh, Organic to be blindfolded. And lead to the woods and dust on the 18th of September at Club Tavern in Christchurch. And Wellington, 19th of September, depraved and decimated kings. 
So 17th of September, they're in Auckland. 18th of September, they're in Christchurch. And 19th of September, aborted, are in Wellington. Carnal, decimated king, Auckland supports. Organectomy, blindfolded and led to woods. And dust AD, Christchurch supports. And depraved and decimated kings will be supporting them in Wellington. Big news, guys. Awesome tourists staying up, up the South Island. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so like I said, uh, Black Daly Murder Night Bringers New Zealand Tour 2018. Saturday, the 29th of September, Wellington. Black Daly Murder will be supported by Scorn of Creation, Dark Divinity, and Grey Skies over Rapture. On Sunday, the 30th of September, they're hitting up Auckland with uh, Silent Torture and Destructotron. There we go. Uh, the Wellington show is going to be... Yeah, it doesn't say where they, where they are, actually. Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. I'm assuming Wellington's going to be in Valhalla and Auckland will be somewhere. But those are the dates under the radar that Code NZ or somewhere else for tickets. Scorn of Creation, Dark Divinity, Grey Skies Over Rapture in Wellington, and Silent Torture and Destructron for the 30th in Auckland. Demi Borger, 14th of August in Auckland at the studio. Bunch of shows... Actually, no, they're hitting uh, New Zealand first. So, go get your tickets. Go and press the hell out of Jimmy Borgers so they come back. Um, Conan and Bellwitch. They're in November. So, I think at Wellington on the 12th of November at Valhalla and Auckland on the 13th of November at Whammy. So, Bellwitch. So, these guys, if you're not too familiar, uh, Bellwitch are a monolithic doom metal duo. And Conan are a monumentally brutal stone of doom three-piece. And that's all the gigs I've got on my little wee printouts. If you want to get hold of us or get us more, then hit us up on social media and that sort of things. For more gigs, uh, music recommendations for new ones. Uh, don't have anything established for older stuff. But um, if you get enough people recommending stuff to us, we'll make a special thing of it. We do have the music segment there, so we can sort of do what we want with it. At the moment, we've just got an A-side and a B-side. New music and the metal homework side of things. Yeah. So go check us out, skullsofwrath.com. So what we're going to do on Skulls of Wrath, we've got our metal homework playlist. We're going to have our YouTube uh, video playlist from the music side of things. Might have a few links up to whatever things. We'll have a brief rundown of the topics we talked about in the news and all that side of things. We'll probably have another, if it's not already... Done and dusted. We'll have a link to the Don the Don Schnepp GoFundMe campaign page and a few other things. Uh, any New Zealand bands we mentioned in terms of news or that sort of stuff, we'll probably put a link to that because uh, that's how we roll. Uh, and anything else going on? Anyway, go check us out skullsofwrath.com. Don't know if there's anything else I need to say. This has been Skulls of Wrath Weekly Number Two, and. Uh, Hopefully we won't be late for our third one, but who knows?